This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, welcome once again to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and uh, we hope that you are learning to take your leadership to the next level, and I'm joined by the guy who's going to help us take our leadership to the next level. That's right. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. It's always a pleasure. I'm actually uh, heading to uh, Bulgaria later today. I'm going to be teaching leadership there, so kind of getting into podcast before I head to former Eastern European communist country. Yeah, but, uh, that's exciting. I've always wanted to go to Bulgaria. <laughs> yes. <have> to, <clears throat> it's Sofia. on the list. I mean, it's so. interesting. I've been there before, and it's uh, going to be actually working with a lot of pastors, just trying to help them. You know, and you've been under a seventy years of communism, uh, trying to figure out how to reorient yourself uh, to being an entrepreneurial, possibility thinking kind of leader. Yeah, uh, it's not how a lot of these pastors were brought up in their own upbringing. So hmm. be be fun to do that. They're going to take uh, kind of a, we have an international version of our leadership book that's smaller and, and has less stories that, you know, don't translate culturally. And so they've translated that book into Bulgarian. So we'll teach it uh, this next few days and then we'll give them all copies of the book. So that's kind well, of that's a fun exciting. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, always on the road. So glad to have you in studio for well, thanks. a few brief moments <laughs> and uh, talk about leadership. And, and what do we have today, Richard? Well, I want us to talk about recognizing pain thresholds. Um, and uh, I think it's we've, we've touched on this before when we talked about leading change, but uh, I think any leader that really wants to get things happening has got to always be sensitive to the level of pain that they are inflicting upon their followers at any given time. Yeah, so maybe unpack that for us. What do you, what do you mean by pain threshold? It well, sounds, yeah. I, think, I think I know what you mean, but, yeah. but I'll let you explain it. Well, uh, you know, pain is a, a powerful sensation and uh, it, can, it, it can actually motivate you for good. You know, I know, for instance, organizations, uh, churches or businesses that get stuck in some unfruitful kind of behaviors and they know things need to change, but they put it off and they, they're reluctant to give up their old ways. But, uh, yeah. but if, but if the pain of not changing gets great enough, then finally people oftentimes will change. Not, not always, but, uh, you know, sometimes as a leader, if you try to change something people are like, well, what's wrong with how we do it now? Uh, well, sometimes you just have to let them soak in that pain a bit until they realize, you know what, I, the pain of changing won't be as bad as the pain of staying the way we are. So, so sometimes pain is actually a good motivator and that's why I think leaders have to use it well, because sometimes it's okay for people to experience a certain level of pain. The problem is that if you let people experience too much pain, then they start checking out, they start rebelling, they start leaving, they start giving up. Of course, pain is a primary form of torture, <laughs> sure. and uh, all torturers are also very interested in pain thresholds. Uh, they want to get you past your pain threshold. They right. they want you to get to the point you can't take it anymore, and that's and, when you start talking and giving you up your secrets. And so, <laughs> you know, torturers as well as leaders both need to understand <laughs> pain thresholds. Well, this but, took, a, took a very dark turn. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> gonna, I think we need to bring a rack into the BMI studio oh, yeah, so maybe, we can maybe practice not. this. Well, but, I'll just imagine the, <laughs> the, the agony. So what what would be your advice then to perhaps 
recognizing and dealing with those those pain thresholds because yeah. obviously individuals I, I think are probably different but right. if you're leading an organization you know collectively what are ways to sort of monitor when you've maybe gone too far or maybe they need a little bit more yeah well that's a good point i mean people have different levels of pain i mean if if you're uh, you have people uh, in your followers who love change then change won't be creating the same pain for them as a 25 year old person you know long tenured person that love just loves it the way it is yeah i you know i there's probably at least well there's lots of areas but three that i would highlight as far as things that cause change and one is change uh, or it cause pain. So change always causes discomfort. Yeah. Uh, people, and we're not talking so much physical discomfort. I mean, right. although there could be it some could be of some that, emotional, but uh, it's, yeah. it could, it could, you know, I mean, you could change things and say, okay, you're going to now be uh, decentralized and have to move to another, an office in another city or something, you know, physically there might be some, uh, adjustments, but, uh, uh, change le- certainly leads uh, to some discomfort, or you just call it pain. Uh, and so, leaders who are—I uh, mean, leaders need to bring about change. And so that's why you have to be aware of how much pain is this change causing right now. And it, and and if you if you change too many things uh, too quickly, you're gonna you're gonna go past the pain threshold. Like everybody can handle a bit of pain. So you start to change a few things in the organization. They they experience some pain, but you know they can handle that. Give them a Tylenol, they'll be fine. <laughs> but if you keep changing things day after day, at a certain point, they can't they can't sustain that much pain for that long. And wise leaders realize when they get their people right up to the edge, and they realize, all right, I think I've changed enough for now. Let's just kind of Are consolidate there- and let's let's take catch our breath and. Uh, you know, and then we'll we'll change some more things, but I need to let the pain sort of subside a bit before yeah. I introduce something else. What are maybe some signs that you would look for uh, to to see? Okay, I think we've we've hit a threshold here in in the in the rate of change. Yeah, perhaps. well, you're going to always get some complaints. You know, you you change something, it causes pain, so um, you're going to get complaints, and you expect some of that. Uh, if you if I watch to see what kind of complaints there are. If it's the, if it's the normal complainers just complaining because they always do, that's not so bad. Uh, you start getting some VPs, some direct reports, some of your key players who are starting to, you know, talk about uh, how hard that is. I, I listen a little more carefully. Uh, if I if I see some real emotional outbursts, it's one thing just to sit around the boardroom table and have people say, "Well, it was a tough week." But if I've got someone reduced to tears, if I've got someone getting emotional, if I start seeing people arguing uh, in an ugly way with one another because of the change, uh, that those are all warning signs to say, okay, maybe I need to kind of let off the gas just a little bit here. Uh, and I, I'm starting to see some signs. Of course, you got start having mass exodus. Uh, <laughs> I've seen pastors that were changing a lot of things in their churches and they've lost half their membership. I'd say, boy, you, you've, you've, you've gone past the pain threshold and you know, it, it, it may be that the changes you're made, that the, the, the issue is not whether the change needs to be made. The issue is how much change can your people handle at one time. Right. And people handle change differently. Some people, ha- nothing's been changed in years and they are desperate for someone to come in and change things up. They're just delighted. So, you know, the pain is relatively small, but 
for other people, uh, boy, they had a beloved leader that put all these things in place and they had some great years uh, doing things that way and, and you're changing it all up and there's a lot of emotion tied up to that and uh, and so that's that's going to be harder. You know, two other areas maybe I should just put on the table that cause pain. One is change, but another is when you have to intervene with someone. And so, for instance, if you need to pull a staff aside and say, hey, listen, um, that last report you gave was just really subpar. I mean, your PowerPoint was a mess. Uh, you, you didn't seem prepared. You didn't handle the questions very well. Uh, that, you just can't do that again. Yeah. You're going to lose way too much credibility. Uh, you know, you, every time, or maybe it's an annual review, or it's uh, a time where you've got to call someone out. And, you know, you, you may not be being ugly about it, but even when you're being really nice, if I, if I tell you in the nicest tones possible, Sam, you know, I really appreciate you, but boy, you know, that was a really sorry performance uh, last, yeah. last week. Well, there's just no way to say that that's not going to hurt, you know. Right. So, uh, but, but I mean, a leader has to intervene sometimes when you see things that are, uh, not, you know, being done the way they need to, and you need to correct at times. Uh, but if you're, and I, and I've, I've shared this before, but you know, I remember one time talking with someone and just having the courage to point out some things that were hurting their work. And, uh, and they, they, the first thing I said to them, they took pretty well, you know, I said, Hey, listen, uh. Uh, you know, you just have this tendency and I don't think you realize how much it's hurting your credibility. When you act this way, it's, uh, turns people off. It makes people respect you less and not take you seriously. And, and it was hard for him. I could, it was painful. Uh, I could see him kind of taking it on the chin, but, uh, he kind of, you know, he winced and grimaced and, and then he, he, he took it, you know, and he said, thank you. And I, I, I'm going to work on that. Um, and it's one of those times where I just missed the cues. Like he, <laughs> he, he took it and it was painful and I should have stopped. I, mean, I had him right up to the edge, the threshold. But he said, and that I, went so well. Yeah. It's like, you know, he took that <laughs> so well and I don't know when I'll see this guy again. So maybe I should just share one or two other helpful pieces <laughs> of advice. And I, I blazed right past that, that man's pain threshold. Uh, and, yeah. and so then what happens in that case is you start seeing people shutting down. You know, at first they're yeah. open, they're accepting, they may even thank you for the feedback, but at a certain point they, they go, maybe they go silent or maybe they start getting very defensive and they, yeah. and they, they just, they, they want to get you off their back. You know, you've, you've already pressed in on a soft, uh, a vulnerable spot for them and you keep pressing, you know, and at a certain point it's like, okay, I don't, don't press there anymore. I've, I've, it hurts enough as it is. And again, that's, if you're reading the signs right and you watch their body language, they're getting, they're not giving eye contact anymore. They're looking very unhappy, very sullen, uh, or maybe they're interrupting you and trying to like defend themselves and put it in a better light. Uh, that ought to tell you that, okay, I've already given them enough feedback. Um, and so maybe at this point, uh, I need to just leave it there. Well, okay. You know what? Let's get together two weeks from now. And uh, we'll kind of talk. Well, let's. I want you to process what I've said so far. I think that's enough. Uh, yeah. I see that with coaches sometimes. You know, a really good coach will coach someone, and they may address some painful issues, but but they're always keeping an eye onto that pain threshold. And when they've kind of dealt with enough, uh, I mean, they may not have their hour session over yet. But in that first 30, 40 minutes, boy, I tell you what, they got right to the edge of that pain threshold. 
And so a good coach may say, you know what, I think we've really, we've done some really good work today. Uh, I, we really, you've really had the courage to face uh, some, some kind of painful issues. I think we should just maybe stop right there. And I think yeah. you, you've done enough. A good coach is always aware of that pain threshold. So, so, you know, one is when you're changing a lot of things that causes pain. Another is when you're, you're speaking into someone's life and you're confronting things. And, and perhaps just a third area of pain generation is uh, conflict. And, you know, sometimes you can't help it. Uh, there's just conflict that happens. Uh, maybe it's because you're changing things. Maybe you're confronting stuff. Uh, maybe there's just a power struggle going on in your organization or, you know, lots of things can cause conflict. Someone is just being really, um, uh, just really having poor people skills and they're just disrupting your team and they're being rude and saying hurtful things and they, or maybe they're attention seeking. Uh, and so you've got, uh, you've got someone perhaps or a couple people in the organization that are just stirring up strife. Uh, and you know, most organizations can handle a certain amount of that, but uh, at a certain point, if every time you go to a team meeting, there's just a bunch of ugly arguing and name calling and sulking and people st- storming out of the meeting upset, I'll tell you what, that wears people out. And, and I've seen even in major organizations uh, where people just say, I just, I just got to find, I'd rather take a p- cut in pay and work somewhere else and have to deal with that. And so if you're the leader of that organization and you're just witnessing a lot of conflict, um, if you if you, you just understand that's going to be creating pain for people and typically i guess my attitude about that was you know if people are maybe on my team are causing pain for other people then my idea is the people who should be experiencing the pain ought to not be the the good players the people not with issues the people who should experience the pain are the people causing the pain and so uh, i've got to do something to give my people a reprieve yeah. Maybe I just call a moratorium. Maybe every time we have we talk about this particular subject, it just causes uh, grief. So maybe we just need to just not talk about that subject for the next month, and just maybe we need a team building exercise where we just are reminded that we actually do like each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we've just lately had a lot of ugly conversations, and and we're kind of at each other's throats right now. So let's back off, and 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 it might mean that. Uh, if there's a particular troublemaker that just keeps causing pain for everybody else, every time they go, no one wants to come to a meeting anymore because this guy is going to be a blowhard or he's going to put down other people's ideas. Yeah. Then at a certain point for the safety of everyone else, I may have to, I may have to confront, well, certainly have to confront that guy. I may have to let him go uh, because he's, he's creating pain for everybody. And as a leader, I know that my people are going to have to experience some pain because we're going to have to change some things. We're going to have to confront uh, some of their behavior. So I, I can't afford to waste their pain yeah. on just a jerk in the room that just Something keeps offending people. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of different ways where your people can experience pain. And as a leader, you're always aware of the level of pain your people are experiencing right now. Some of that is just you're going to have to go through it because you have to make some changes. Right. Or you're going to have to confront some behaviors, uh, whether they like it or not. Other behavior you don't have to put up with, like a jerk in the room that just creates havoc every time he's in a meeting. Uh, you you want to protect your people from what pain you can, so that if if their pain thro- they're already at the pain threshold because they were in a meeting with the jerk, then you turn around and tell them, okay, now you need to 
address some issues in your life or you need to experience some significant change. It's like they, they've got no room anymore. They're already at the yeah, limit. They've already so, spent whatever. So don't let them waste their pain on right. unnecessarily. And again, that's where a leader is just always aware how much pain and discomfort are my people experiencing right now. And uh, if you know that, uh, then you're careful not to push them past that. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here. Whether at home, on the job, or in the ministry, we can all have a greater impact on the world around us for the kingdom of God. Join Richard Blackaby at the Billy Graham Training Center at The Cove to learn about increasing your spiritual influence on April 6th through the 8th, 2020. Space is limited, so register soon at the link in the show notes. Well, Richard, before the break, we saw just how uh, several different ways that, that pain can be caused, and, and I like what you said about not not wasting your organization's pain unnecessarily. Yeah. You know, having someone who causes conflict, and if you're having to deal with a lot of unnecessary pain, you don't have the margin to deal with the necessary pain of change or, or whatever it may be. So first, I, I guess the, the, the next question would be, why why do some leaders just ignore these these pain yeah. thresholds? Well, a good question. I mean, sometimes I've seen uh, pastors or leaders of uh, businesses, and you, you, you don't have to look very far to see that there's a lot of disgruntled uh, people in the organization, hurting, wounded, and it's like, wow, you know, you, you, why are you still pushing these guys? They're, you're about to have an insurrection here in your hands. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that some leaders do that, one is <clears throat> they're just out of touch. They, they, have, they need to walk the shop floor a bit more. They need to talk to people. Uh, from up at 30,000 feet in the CEO office, everything looks relatively normal. But yeah. you go down and you start, you know, sit down in the lunchroom. Uh, go talk to some of the people that are just uh, on the shop floor and just take your lunch down there and just chit-chat with them, see how things going, you know. And uh, all of a sudden you realize, wow, I, these decrees that I've been uh, pronouncing from on high, boy, down the foot soldiers, uh, th th they're they're hurting and yeah. uh, they don't think we, we care and we're, we're not listening. So, uh, one is we're just out of touch. Uh, and two, sometimes we're just so driven to, to make changes. We just don't really care. You know, we just feel like, well, whatever. And I, and I've known pastors of all things that felt like the church had to change. So if they, if they had 600 people when they got there and they, after their changes, they're down to 100 people still attending. They'll justify it. Well, it had to be done. We had to make some changes. Yeah. I, I'd say, well, I, I would challenge you that there could have been a better way to make changes than losing five, six of all your people. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes we need to realize it, it, uh, it doesn't mean you don't make those changes, uh, but it might mean you make them more slowly. Uh, you, you, you may be having some gaps. You, you take time to kind of... Uh, heal a bit from yeah. the last change before you, you do the next one. But, but sometimes people just feel uh, maybe they're just pressed uh, to make profit. Sometimes just outright greed. We, uh, yeah. Hey, we have a high turnover here, but look at all the money we're making right now. So we we'll just, just push, hire someone push else, you know, push through, you know, yeah, we'll just keep on going. And it, it could be greed that pushes us. It could be pride. Uh, I don't want to back down. No one's going to scare me off from doing what I think is right. So I'm going to just keep pushing through no matter what it costs other people. And it's just really a, a, a gross disregard for your people yeah. and, and what they're doing. And I think a leader has to care for their people yeah. and has to be sensitive. And, it, and, and leaders know sometimes you have to experience pain, but 
But I think leaders are also very sensitive to that and don't do it needlessly or, or without compassion. Yeah, and I, and I wonder, too, if, if some leaders, if they just have a, a really high pain threshold themselves yeah. and just not being aware that, you know what, yeah. maybe not everyone can Right, can they're like, hey, I'm this. right in the middle of this, too, and I'm hurting, too, and I'm pushing yeah. through, and I think that's a good point. I think you have to realize not everybody has the pain threshold you do, yeah. so you can't, you can't measure others by what you can take. Yeah, well, and I just before we wrap up here, you know, I wonder what are some ways that, that you can help people go through, you know, as a leader, if you're, you know, your, your people are going to experience pain, it's going to be good. It's going to be worth it. Um, what are ways that you can help them work through that pain, yeah. uh, to get to the other side? Well, I think one is you just need to acknowledge it. You have to recognize it. Yeah. You know, sometimes just letting people know, you do know that it's costing them. You know that they're suffering. Yeah. And you I, see I the appreciate pain. that, you know, yeah. it's, uh, and I mean, that's what good generals have done. You know, they'll get down on the front lines and talk to the troops that are in the trenches and say, like, hey, I appreciate your guys' sacrifice. And I know it's hard and uh, and, and this is difficult right now. And I, you know, but I, I really admire you for what you're doing and hope you can sustain. What can I do to help and so on? But but just even acknowledging it. It's when, yeah. when someone way up line is passing these decrees and it's really affecting and harming people down line. And it doesn't seem as if the boss even cares or even knows. That is demoralizing. And so, number one, acknowledge it, recognize it, and number two, just prov- provide support. I mean, it, sometimes you don't have to change what is happening, but you can f- find ways to make it easier. Uh, you know, if you're if, if you're making, for instance, maybe people have got to work a lot of uh, extra hours uh, because of a huge deadline, and and so people are staying there late, they're neglecting their families, whatever else. Uh, and, and you really just have to put in the time. Uh, there's just no way around it. Well, there's things you can do. Uh, order in, you know, Chinese food for everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, bring in some fun things uh, to, to, to let them know, hey, I know you had to work late, but I'm going to order in this. I'm going to do this. I'm, hey, we're going to buy this for the lunchroom. So just for you guys, we're putting in a nice stereo system. So you, whatever, you, you just find ways to just acknowledge. I know you're making a sacrifice. And, uh, but, but here's the, the, here's some ways to perhaps ease your pain. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes it just means you need to just slow things down a bit. And, uh, maybe you need to change things in, in smaller doses, uh, mm-hmm. that don't create as much pain and you're still going to, you're still making progress. You're still moving in the same direction. Just, yeah. you're just slowing down a bit so it doesn't hurt quite as much. Um, sometimes you just need to do it in, in, uh, with, with a bit of gap in between, uh, change instead of changing a dozen things at once, maybe you change one thing and then you take a month or two off and just let them consolidate, let them see the benefits of that change. Yeah, this is good. Look at how much better things are since we, we, we made that change. We paid the price. And then a few months later, okay, now we got another change. I know it's going to also be a bit of discomfort at first, but, uh, but you're going to see the same thing. You'll, you'll see a lot of benefits in time. And, and so there's, uh, there's lots of ways sometimes just but but that's where I think wise leaders know when they've changed enough for now, we need a break. Maybe we need just to celebrate what we've already done and highlight what we've done. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it hurts it as well just to acknowledge people that perhaps really paid the price, Some, you know, and change. It's, it's not always uh, everybody that pays the same price. Some yeah. will pay a greater yeah. price. And so, you know, for instance, uh, uh, if, if a church says, we got, Hey, we got to modernize our music. Uh, 
Well, the young people aren't going to pay a, a big price for that. They're the ones who are probably going to benefit from that. But yeah. uh, but you may have some senior citizens. They're the ones who are going to pay the biggest price. It's not even the pain's not evenly distributed with certain mm. changes. And so you know what? I, mean, I bet it's I bet it's rarely evenly distributed. Yeah, it's you know there's some that maybe on the, that it, it's affecting their area the most. Uh, they're the ones who have to sacrifice the most. So you know, for instance, let's say you change the music, and now the the teenagers are thrilled. Uh, maybe the parents are, aren't, you know, they, they, there's stuff they don't like about it, but at least they see their kids enjoying church more. So, sure. so that's okay. But then you've got the senior adults who are saying, I've, I've sung those hymns all my life and now we don't sing those anymore. And I don't know these songs and it's kind of loud and I don't like that drum beat. They're, they're paying a price for that. Well, you know, not that you're buying them off, but like maybe, maybe you, you as the pastor, you, you go on a senior adult retreat with them. Maybe you take them to a Branson or something, or you you go somewhere fun and you hang out with them, and and you and you subsidize it. And you you maybe you 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 provide uh, some special little gifts for everybody, and you and you get up in front of them and say, "Listen, folks, I know that it costs you to do that, and I want to just thank you for loving Jesus enough and loving the young people in the church enough to to to, to take it. And and I know it costs you a lot more than it costs others." And I want to acknowledge that. And I want to tell you, you're the heroes here. I mean, you, yeah. you, if, I, if I could give out medals in church, you'd all be given a medal for, mm-hmm. you know, heroism and, and saintliness. And so uh, I just want to do this kind of special trip as a way of just saying thank you. You know, if you'll do that, uh, it, it's, it will help people sort of say, okay, well, that was painful. I don't really like this. But you know what? The powers that be acknowledged. They, they, they recognized that there was yeah. a price paid and they thanked us and they've tried to make it up to us in other ways. And so they're providing other things for us. We go to this uh, seniors conference where it's all hymns and the whole weekend we sing all of our favorite songs and the pastor is trying to tell us, you know what? It's fine to like that, those songs. And I'm going to actually go out of my way to try to help you go somewhere where you can just soak in all your favorite music. Uh, we can't do that every Sunday at church, but you know what? Every year now, maybe we'll just have a little getaway where you just get a real big dose. And uh, and that's just my way of saying thank you mm. for facing the pain, paying the price for other people. And uh, so there's ways to do that where you recognize uh, the, the people who paid the greatest price and acknowledge that somehow, maybe reward them in some way. Uh, and if you'll do that, you, you won't lose a lot of people when you have to go through painful times. You'll actually, those painful times may ultimately even bring the organization closer as a result. Well, I think this is some really great advice and uh, as always, appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.